Live from the home office of Ag Solutions Network, it's the Ag Emerge podcast. We're here to move the ag paradigm forward by helping you regenerate your soils using new ideas, research, and emerging technologies. Get ready to improve your soil, your crops, your livestock, and your family's livelihood. I'm Kim Sheese. And I'm Monty Bottens. And we're your hosts. Thanks for joining us. Well, I'd like to welcome everybody today to the Ag Emerge podcast, and joining me is Stephen Broxius, and Stephen is the founder and CEO of Farmland Finder, which helps farmland owners, appraisers, and brokers save time when researching farmland sales. Stephen was one of our uh, one of the winning entrepreneurs at the Ag Emerge conference in January, and I know also that you won the Ag um, the American Farm Bureau Federation's Rural Entrepreneur of the Year. So that's exciting. And this past month, Stephen also was named one of the Ag Grads 30 Under 30. So congratulations. It's been a busy year for you so far. It's been a, a really busy year and very exciting as well. I'd love to talk about what's been happening since you've been at Ag Emerge in January. Can you kind of bring us up to speed on what you've been up to? Absolutely. Well, the life of a startup is very fast paced. And so things change very frequently. And so it's been a whirlwind of the last several several months um, since being out in California at the Ag Emerge conference. Um, but it's been really fun. And so what's exciting right now, I'm actually in the office today. We just hired a new intern um, through Iowa State University. They have an Ag Entrepreneurship Initiative. And every semester, it's always fun to bring new students on. And, and yesterday, I was bringing on the intern and just explaining to him all of the systems that we use and the software that we use and how you know we're, we're leveraging data not only to help people in the, in the ag real estate industry, but also internally in the business. And so um, it's been a lot of things happening. And you know, really, we're excited to continue to build a platform that helps people you know, buy, sell, and value agricultural real estate. So the team has grown a little bit since um, the last time that um, we had uh, been at the conference. Um, we were continuing to um, ramp things up and growing the business, and um, we've had an incredible last couple of months. Excellent, excellent. I'm curious, uh, when you were at Aggie Merge, were there some things that you picked up on there that uh, were beneficial to you as you were uh, proceeding forward this year? So from an educational standpoint, Ag Emerge was incredible to see the diversity of opinions and bringing together the thought leaders, you know, for you know, supply chain and for manufacturing and for soil health and for regenerative agriculture. And the biggest thing that stood out to me was just the transparency that all these folks were willing to provide um, in the cutting edge things that they're learning. And it's, it's really neat to take that understanding um, and bring that back into what we do at Farmland Finder. And so one of the things I've implemented because of uh, what I learned is I'm trying to be more transparent in our communication. So for example, every month we send out this founders update to supporters, to mentors, to advisors, to investors. Um, and on that, I've started sharing things that we're learning and I've started asking more people for assistance and help through that. Um, and then the other thing from Ag Emerge is everyone was just so grateful to be there and grateful to share their story. And so I've added a section on that founders update that's called shout outs. And so now we give shout outs to anyone who helps us and provides value. And, and it's just really neat to pick up different ideas from conferences and 
Um, you know, at Ag Emerge, it was very ag focused, um, but on the business principle side, you know, I was able to learn um, a handful of things from the folks in, that I engaged with as well. That's fantastic. And I love how you kind of quantified that um, one of the things that, that we're really trying to do is, and you use the word transparency, is that, you know, we're all in this together. And so we're trying to figure out ways that we can improve and, and share ideas and things. And so I think opening those channels, uh, the way that people were able to just be so uh, open about what they tried, that they weren't afraid to try, that they weren't afraid to fail, uh, all of those things. It was, it was pretty exciting. So. Yeah, it was great. And then I, I also was able to bond with the other entrepreneurs at the conference. And it was really fun to hear about their businesses and where they're at and where they've come from and how they built their ideas. And, you know, really anyone who's trying to build a business or start a company, um, it's a big learning experience and you don't know what you don't know. You know, you have to do a lot of learning. Um, but if you're not willing to, you know, share that journey with other people, um, your growth is going to be squandered. And so it's, it's been a great learning experience and really appreciate the opportunity to have attended myself personally as well. Well, that's fantastic. And we were thrilled to have you there. And uh, I think people are excited to see the kinds of things that are happening and the way that you guys are using technology to really move the needle on a lot of this stuff. So that's exciting, which kind of leads me into what, let's talk a little bit about Farmland Finder. Um, why don't you give us your, your brief elevator pitch on, uh, on what it is and how, how we can use it? Absolutely. Uh, Farmland Finder is a land intelligence tool that helps landowners and land professionals, um, brokers, appraisers, ag lenders, land investors, um, helps people to get information about farmland real estate transactions uh, to quickly understand the market and leverage data to buy and sell and value that land. So we have a digital tool set where you know, a farmer or a landowner can go online and quickly search around and see properties that are for sale on the market today, um, can see what land is selling for, um, can see uh, how they how financing might come through and what they might be paying if they're gonna do lending on that or if they're gonna be renting that property, You know what those rental rates are. And it's really interesting when we pull that data into one location, you know, we're tracking land that's for sale, we're mapping it geographically so that everyone can quickly zoom in on the map find the information quickly, and then get on with their day. And so the way that we uh, tell folks, the way that people describe it, um, you know, is, you know, we're helping people leverage data and technology um, to do better things for farmland. And that's really where we hang our hats on. I think that's exciting. I know one of the things that I heard you talk about um, when you were at Aggie Merge was how people would use the data to uh, find specific farmland that they were looking for, um, that there might be certain criterias that they were looking for, maybe uh, um, uh, looking at yields, but then looking at soil types and uh, maybe finding a property that was maybe a little undervalued that they might be able to go in and, and uh, turn around. So Absolutely. See, and right now across the Midwest, um, there's over 10,000 properties that are currently for sale, agricultural properties. And with just a few clicks, uh, a landowner, someone who's looking to buy land, uh, can come in and filter out their parameters. They say, I'm looking for anything that's 80% tillable or greater, 
It has a high soil productivity index. Um, it doesn't have any timber or pasture. And they can enter those parameters and quickly they'll be able to see right on a map what properties fit their criteria. Um, it's really interesting to see how people use data. Um, you know, before having access to these tools, we, we've had clients who are cutting out clippings of farmland sales from newspapers or bookmarking different brokerage from websites on their computer. Um, and now they've got it all in one site. Uh, they can set up email notifications. They get an email anytime there's new land for sale that fits their criteria. Um, and it's it's been a really helpful resource. So for me, it's always refreshing to talk with people who are, are benefiting from what we're doing because um, it's it's something that's helping real people um, who, who are making some of the biggest purchasing decisions in their life. Um, and, and we're really excited to help those folks. As a tech person and someone who's had to work with a lot of data, I love nothing more than to be able to drill down to a specific point of what I'm looking for. I want it, I want, that's why I love technology. I want it to weed out everything for me so that I can get right to the stuff I'm looking for and not have to uh, go through, uh, look through a lot of stuff to get to the thing that I'm looking for. So that's exciting. Um, so I know that you guys started in Iowa, but you're in multiple states now. How many, uh, how many states are you covering? Yeah, we launched in Iowa back in 2017. Um, and the idea really was to focus, um, right in the heartland where there's high dollar land, lots of transactions and start to do things really well. Um, once we started having clients saying, this is great. When are you going to go to other states? we started to broaden that footprint. And so right now um, we provide services in 12 states across the Midwest. And so people can quickly, you know, not only go and find land um, on farmlandfinder.com for anywhere in the Midwest, but we also sell subscriptions for people to get access to more detailed information. So just like you were saying, they can drill down even more to understand the hyper-local market that they're looking to buy and they're looking to sell in or they're appraising land in. And within just a couple of clicks, they can know who owns the properties, what land is selling for in that area, what the prices are, what what properties fit their profile. They can get reports on those properties um, full of soil maps and topography maps and the crop history rotation. Um, so really the idea is to give people as quickly and as short of time as possible the best snapshot of the information they need to make those decisions. And so and we launched and expanded across 12 states across the Midwest back in January. Um, and that's been a, a lot of the whirlwind, you know, between then and now as well. That that's that's awesome, and uh, I love to see the momentum that you've got going there. And I can just imagine that as folks are looking at this, to be able to have all that data at their fingertips when they're going out and looking is great. And I think you mentioned also that it lists uh, like expected or um, what the area uh, cash rent is on on properties around there, so people get some ideas. They, kind of leads me into my other question. I know there's uh, a lot of dynamics because they're, um, that uh, owned versus rented land is kind of shifting or has shifted a little bit um, as far as what percentage of farmland is owned and farmed by a person and how much of it is a landowner situation. Do you, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that, what you're seeing in the market? Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, when we look at 
to take a look back in time, historically, land, when it sold, it, it was farmed um, by the people who owned it. And when they sold it, they sold it to their neighbors. And so it was very word of mouth. It was um, everyone knew everyone because you were in those tight knit rural communities. Um, where we're at today is it's a very disjointed market. You know, over 80% of landowners um, aren't farm. They're non-operating landowners. They're not farming the properties that they own. You know, 39% of farmland is rented today, and that number is increasing. And so we see this fragmented market. So on the sale transaction side, you know, it could sell to your neighbor, but it could sell to someone who um, lives, you know, the neighboring town over or lives a couple states away. Um, there's been an increase in private equity and um, institutional investment in farmland because it's a real asset um, and it has good returns um, and it's not volatile and it's a hedge against inflation. And they're, they're seeing this as, as a real solid, stable asset class that's growing. And so we're, where we see the future of, of agricultural real estate is you know, really anyone in the country or the world could own that property but it will always be farmed by someone who lives locally right there and those local producers. And um, what we've started to see, you know, especially in the Midwest and Iowa and Illinois, Indiana, um, we've started to see, you know, farmers that are growing their footprint and um, farming really creatively um, and able to do that without having to own all of the acres that they're farming over. And so there's some really interesting things that are happening in the ag real estate space. You know, we envision the future of ag transactions, you know, not only connecting, you know, landowners and farmers to, to come up with a plan and, and the best um, possible way to produce that land, but we see these transactions being very data-driven. Uh, we envision them being online and, and we envision them being more instant, you know, less headache. I was talking to a, a landowner yesterday, he's trying to sell his land and he said, you know, it's been a heck of a process. You know, his, his dad passed away, he inherited the land and he's got a lot of stress because he still has this farmland and doesn't know how to sell it. And, and that's, those are the types of people, you know, we're trying to help is how can we connect to these people? How can we give people the information and the confidence so that they can make the right decision that's, that's best for them? You know, whether it's a farmer, um, whether it's a landowner, whether it's someone looking to buy or sell, um, we think technology can really help in that process. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I think, uh, you know, once again, just bringing people to the table, uh, giving them access to information and bringing people from all over together. It's not just your local sale any longer. Um, you're you're getting out there and, and there's a lot of different a uh, lot of different opportunities for folks. So that's exciting. And one of the things that that makes me wonder is, uh, you know, at Aggie Merge, one of our focuses a, a major focus is soil health and of course there's always this question between if if the land if you're renting the land mm -hmm. you're doing things to improve the land obviously uh, but you don't own the land so it's like uh, you know do you fix up the house that you're renting <laughs> while you're renting it right so can you talk a little bit about that what do you see happening out there um, as these transactions are happening and farmers that are people that are farming the land are working with landowners what, what's going on there yeah so again to give I think it's really interesting and to give context you know historically and I'm from northwest Iowa my family um, has a dairy farm we've been milking cows for five generations um, and even our neighbors and people up there you know cash rent agreements are done with a handshake and a word of mouth 
you know, and we're starting to see that's, you know, not any other industry works like that. And so in ag, we're seeing the shift, you know, in, um, to having actual, you know, lease agreements in place or for people that do, you're starting to add more information into those. From a landowner perspective, what we see is the landowner themselves wants their underlying asset to be taken care of and they want it to increase in value over time. And a lot of these landowners that we work with, you know, they understand them. That means you don't want to strip the soil of its uh, nutrients and of its minerals. You want to um, put a little extra investment in buffers or waterways or in tiling or whatever will improve that property. And, and on the same token, um, they are willing to, in some cases, you're not, not take the top dollar rent. Um, if there's a farmer that's giving what they perceive to be fair rent, but still adhering to what they put in that lease. And so what we see is more and more is um, landowners putting into their lease agreements, hey, um, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Farmer, you know, provide us, you know, your soil records and provide us your application records and provide us this information so we know it's being, being taken care of. And by the way, if you provide those to us, um, we'll, we'll take a little bit off the rent or we'll make some improvements on that property so that um, you can have higher productivity on it as well. Um, but all of that, none of that comes about without having a conversation. Um, none of that comes about, you know, isolated without having some transparency in those processes. Um, and it's just frankly a, a different way of doing things since there's never been a time in history where you know, the landowner and then the farmer are, are geographically so, so separated. Um, so it's a really interesting time. And from a farmer perspective, I talk with um, younger farmers, um, more beginning farmers every single week who are eager and willing to prove themselves to landowners to say, I can produce on this land. I can take care of this. You know, and they're going to bat. Um, and so I think it's an exciting generation coming forward. Um, that comes with a lot of challenges, you know, as the market changes. But um, there's some really positive things that are happening as those conversations and those lease agreements um, become more aligned to, you know, building the value of that soil and of that land over time. I, I couldn't agree more. And I've noticed in um, several of the conferences that I've attended recently, um, they, the um, demographics of the folks that are attending, there are a lot of landowners in those uh, conferences that are not actively farming that ground. So they're at soil health type conferences. Um, they're not farming the ground, but they're wanting to understand what they need to do, how they can come alongside their um, the folks that are farming their ground and really uh, move that needle. So that's exciting. Well, absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, you know, for both farmer and for landowner, you know, it has to make financial sense. And that's where bringing some of this data to the market and showing people how, how different practices can affect, you know, you know yields and, and uh, can affect rents, can affect the value of the property over time of the asset itself. Uh, the more you can tie it to economic incentives for both the landowner and for the farmer, I think that's where you find long-term sustainable success. You know, we talk about in land sales all the time, um, everyone's asking, what's fair market value? What's fair market value? Um, you know, and the real question is, well, what's the fair value to the buyer and seller? You know, fair means they both think it's fair. It's not one person is ahead of the other or this and that. And so that's really where you have interesting conversations 
Um, because if something is fair, um, whether it's a lease agreement, whether it's um, the practices of how that property is going to be produced on, whether that's the sale transaction, um, you know, everyone can leave happy. And um, I think when we look at the future of ag, we want more of that to happen and, and more collaboration uh, to happen to produce really good um, results on, on really good soil. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's super exciting. I, I just think uh, there's so many things that are, that are moving that forward. And the, the farmland finder is a perfect example of uh, kind of setting up those relationships. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned um, uh, I, when you were at Aggie Merge is how you guys work with economists to uh, kind of understand that land market. Can you talk a little bit more about that and what that looks like? Yeah, so really the data sets that we have at Farmland Finder, we call them the leading indicators of the industry. So it's what, what properties are currently for sale on the market, um, whether it's an auction or a listing, um, what properties have recently come off the market, and what have things sold at, what properties have sold at auction, what price did they sell for. Um, so we work with economists at universities, um, you know, at, at different governmental organizations, um, you know, American Farm Bureau, Iowa State University. And what's really interesting is these economists are always looking at, you know, where's the economy going? How is the economy, be, the economy being affected? Uh, and they want, you know, real data that they have access to a bunch of different surveys on an annual basis, but in a more granular real-time fashion, you know, what's the market doing? Um, and so some of the indicators that are looking at you know, is what's the turnover rate ratio of land? Is there more land or less land selling than there was at different times? You know, what's the value of those properties? Is it up? Is it down? Uh, what factors might affect that? Um, you know, they're looking at how strong is the market? You know, so on auctions, a no sale means that a property went to auction and it didn't meet the minimum price that the seller put. Um, and so the market shows kind of a weakening signal in the market. So they're looking at how many no sales in the auction market were there. Um, what's the supply and the demand? And so it's really interesting um, to work with these economists from a research perspective and, and give them access to our data. And it's fun, really fun for me to see what insights they show or what are they learning from that data and information. I'll bet they're enjoying it as much as you are because uh, <laughs> to have uh, real-time data and uh, just uh, to have it quantified in such a great way, I'm sure is very valuable. Um, as they're evaluating what's what's happening in the market, so that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I uh, I know that um, you've got a you know you've got your your multiple states. You said twelve states. Um, I think you mentioned you have like over three thousand brokerage sites that you're working with. Uh, so you've really got a handle on, um, what's happening in those areas. Uh, what else is going on? What, what's, what's something that's got you really excited right now, uh, technology wise, or, uh, that you can talk about, uh, <laughs> that you're up to that, that we can, can look for, be watching. Absolutely. Well, we've got a lot of exciting things coming down the pipeline. Um, and really that it all hinges on, the fundamental belief that in the future, um, farmland transactions will be more online, will be more instant, will be um, people have more access to information. There'll be less headaches um, in that process. And so uh, we've got some additional uh, tool sets that will be coming out this summer to help people manage their own data that they have. So not only can they access the data that 
our farmland finder research team has compiled, but now they can um, use our platform to manage and access and generate insights from their own data. So if an institutional investor or an appraiser or a farm manager um, has all these repositories of the farms they manage and what's um, what they've appraised and the data that they have, um, we're building some tools around that. Um, so it'll be really exciting. Uh, we're doing beta tests right now and it's really exciting to see um, you know, how it helps people. Um, and then really in the future, you know, we're still exploring of how do we make that process of selling land, of buying land, um, done in a 21st century way that's really frictionless um, and that you know, removes any friction, you know, any headaches in that process. And so I'm talking every single day with landowners and with buyers and sellers, um, absentee landowners and people inheriting farms and people wanting to sell farms and just learning as much as I can. Um, and we'll have a, a lot of exciting things happening this next year um, to make that process a lot easier for folks uh, in the future. Well, I think it's great that you're going right to the source to um, interview them and really understand what they need and uh, what you know what tools best help them. So I think that's that's fantastic. We're excited about uh, the technology that you're doing. Of course, we're excited at Aggie Merge about entrepreneurs that are kind of making all this stuff happen and uh, really utilizing technology to help uh, move things forward and, and uh, improve what we're doing here uh, in agriculture across the board. So is there anything I didn't ask you that you wanted, that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, you know, we're always grateful for the opportunity. I'm personally grateful for opportunities like Aggie Merge. Um, it, it creates the support system and, and it creates opportunities for dialogue that that might not always happen you know every everyone in my shoes you know who's building a business trying to serve the ag industry you know have our heads down nose to the grindstone working to build the company and figure things out um, and it's really refreshing to have events and organizations and people who help you lift your head up above uh, above the forest and um, above the trees and, and be able to see the entire forest and so Really grateful for the opportunity to be on the podcast today uh, and grateful to talk with you. And I'm really excited for what the Aggie Merge community uh, is doing. It's definitely needed in ag. And the more the more folks we get together, good folks we get together like uh, we did back in January, um, it, it, it's better for the entire industry. So appreciate the opportunity. You bet. Well, thank you. And thanks for your time today. And uh, we're looking forward to watching what you're doing. You want to go ahead and tell them what, where they can find you on uh, online, I'll let you do that. Absolutely. Well, you can follow me uh, on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is Stavi Brock. Um, and you can check us out at any time on farmlandfinder.com. Um, really accessible and love having conversations with anyone who's um, interested in land or touching the land space. Um, we want to hear from you and, and learn how we can uh, make uh, make make the industry better. One of our core values is the tide rises, raises all ships. Um, and so the more we can talk with people who agree with that philosophy and are willing to improve uh, for the future of agriculture, um, we'd love to talk with you. Well, that's great. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, a perfect chance to interact with an entrepreneur who's uh, making things happen. That's what we try to do at Aggie Merge is connect thought leaders, entrepreneurs, uh, people in the industry together so that uh, we can keep things moving. So, Stephen, thank you. Uh, we wish you the best, and uh, we'll look forward to watching what's happening on Farmland Finder.
Thanks, Kim. Appreciate the opportunity. Take care. Well, thanks again for joining us for this latest installment of the Aggie Merge podcast. It's exciting to see how entrepreneurs are harnessing all the technology tools and data that are available right now to really fine tune what's happening in the farmland arena. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion. Remember to subscribe to the Aggie Merge podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until next time, make it a great day.